So I was just running over to get my cell phone because uh, one thing I do with my homilies, I record all of them and put them on iTunes and Podbean and whatever else apps that are out there and on Facebook and that kind of stuff. Uh, but every single weekend as you get to know me and if you follow me on Facebook, if I don't post in time, you'll always see uh, my mom posting on my wall or you'll see her texting me in the middle afternoon, where is your homily for the weekend? So I'm, I'm recording this mainly for my mom and dad. Um, so there, that, that is that. Um, but let us pray. Please pray, come Holy Spirit with me three times. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Come Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we ask that you send forth your Son's Holy Spirit upon this place. And remove all evil, all distractions from this place, so that we may hear exactly what you desire us to hear and be transformed through the sacred liturgy and the power of the proclamation of the gospel. We ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. If God asked you and told you, you can ask me anything, what would you want? I think it's a really good question to ask, what would you ask for? And it's a good question, I think, to ask people in general uh, as you begin to do Bible studies and disciple people, just to kind of figure out and kind of gauge where their hearts are at. Um, because today in our first reading in the book of Kings, God says this to Solomon, not just Joe or John or your uncle or your aunt or your best friend. But he says, ask something of me and I will give it to you. And you have to imagine what power and what humility Solomon had to ask for a heart, an understanding heart. I mean, I think I probably would ask for, for many things. I would probably ask for uh, my student loans to be taken care of. That'd be sweet. Uh, I'd probably ask my truck to be paid off. I'd probably ask for all my bills. Um, I'd probably ask for many things that'd be physical. Um, maybe ask for a little bit better health, a little better, more courage to proclaim the gospel. I don't know what you would ask for. Maybe you'd ask for uh, reconciliation in your family. Maybe you'd ask for just people to just begin to repent. Um, people not to be so wound up in the media with, this, with how much scared they get. Maybe you'd ask for uh, reconciliation among family members or friends. Uh, I think one of my things I'd probably ask for is that everyone would just become Catholic because it would just make my life a lot easier. Um, maybe you'd ask for healing and for addictions to go away. Uh, maybe you'd ask for... Gosh, I don't know what things you'd ask for, but you think it's, just, it's such a big question to be asked. Ask something of me and I'll give it to you. And the difference is that Solomon knew that he was created to serve, right? He was created to serve. And we know that we're called to be servant leaders. I think then it makes a lot of sense that you would ask for an understanding heart. Help me understand why I desire these disordered things. Help me understand why I even care about my, my status on social media. Help me understand why I care about the opinions of others more than your will, Father. Help me understand why you brought me to this campus. Help me understand why I'm here with these particular people when I could be with other people. Just help me understand why this horrible, tragic event happened in my life and I'm still here. Help me understand. Just help me understand. Because if we are focused on ourselves, we typically ask for physical things. We ask for the needs of ourselves. But Solomon, in his wisdom, asked for 
an understanding heart, to judge his people and distinguish right from wrong. And I think just, just learning how to understand people, to understand where they came from, why they are the way they are, why they make the decisions they do. And it takes time for people to build trust and uh, how to, to give themselves over to us, to the Lord has entrusted us with this gospel message. When we understand others, the first thing is typically we're more compassionate towards them. We don't judge them so quickly. Because out of our brokenness and out of our woundedness, you're going to see students on campus and people in general uh, say a lot of things they don't mean, do a lot of things they don't want to do, and to really push themselves to be more of a people pleaser than a God pleaser. And you and I, if we want to truly be understanding, we want to first of all seek to please God first and ask, how can I serve you today? And how that happens is through surrender. It's through surrender. So one thing I would encourage you to do every day, and as a priest, you'll begin to learn, I will never, ever, ever, ever ask you to do anything I don't do or I'm not willing to do. Because I think it's just hypocritical. Uh, But one thing I do every day, and I was encouraged to do this in seminary, was the first thing to do is make your bed every day. Make your bed, not because Father Zach told you to, but think of all the people that don't have beds and don't have blankets and just the simple comforts that we have. And it's a way of saying, thank you, God. And the next thing to do would be to surrender and get on your knees and surrender today to God and ask for that servant's heart. Ask for an understanding heart each day. And I've kind of formulated over my time in seminary and my time in priest, there's kind of a litany of, of prayer that I do as I surrender the day to God, who is Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I always pray the same thing every single day because uh, I'm a person of routine. And I don't know if you have your routine kind of figured out, or you're growing into your routine. But I'd highly encourage you to ask the Lord to reveal to you what, what kind of routine do you want me to have. Uh, and the most successful people in the world uh, typically have some type of routine. Athletes, business people, uh, saints, they all had a certain routine that they lived by. So think about a routine of surrender to learn how to serve, to seek to understand how are you calling me to serve this day. Because just very simply, the first line from Romans says, we know that all things work for those who love, for good, for those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. And his purpose for us is revealed over time, and he comes to us very gently. And the image I want to give you is an image of, of asking the question, are you free? Are you free? When I was at a, a focus, or not, an event, I was at an event called Healing the Whole Person this past September, and I was in Illinois, and a lot of focus missionaries were up at this event uh, from the University of Kentucky, I think they were from. And my priest friend and I took these four missionaries out to, for pizza. Uh, there's a place called Luminati's in, in the Chicago area. If you've ever been there, that's uber good pizza. Um, probably not a good thing to think about because I haven't had breakfast yet, but I'll try to stay focused here. Um, but as I was uh, talking with them, as my friend Father Mark and I were talking with them, they were just asking, how can we be happy? How can we be happy? And it was just kind of funny because uh, my friend Father Mark and I are best friends, and we see a lot of things the same. Not always, but the same. And we just started laughing, and they were kind of like annoyed with us a little bit. Why are you, why are you laughing at us when we want to be happy? And we said, it's bogus. It's not about being happy. It's about being free. 
And when you and I start seeking freedom through the cross, through the sacraments, we have much more peace. Because happiness is fleeting. And I get, yes, you should want to be happy. I'm not saying don't be happy. Um, but we just encourage these missionaries, you know, put happiness aside for just a little bit. And ask yourself, what does freedom in Christ look like? And I think for a lot of us, um, you know, it's, it's, it's just like a, a little string attached to us can, can pull us down. So I want to give you the image of, of just a, the image of a bird and the image of a bird just being held down by a thread. And that thread could be a certain vice that you struggle with or a certain wound that needs to be healed. But the Lord, what he wants, is he wants you just to be free to fly in his grace, in his love, and to give his love everywhere. So I don't know what your, what your wounds are. I don't know what your vices are or just... Uh, just maybe these little struggles or little things that you struggle with even accepting in yourself and loving in yourself. But those things are just like little threads that the Lord just wants to cut with his grace. And when you say, Lord, free me from this. Give me the grace to surrender and help me understand why you gave me this thread right now so that I can learn how to love others and then eventually understand why this happened in my life or why I'm struggling with this particular wound. Because... Another question that comes up in our gospel is just simply the Lord asks, do you understand all these things? And as you and I grow as friends and as family and as servants of the Lord, when you understand with time how the, why the Lord puts brokenness in your life and why he does the things he does, the natural reaction is just surrender and thank you. Because I know through my own time of suffering and learning how to surrender, having health issues, it gave me the grace and the time to surrender, but over time, I'm able to be more compassionate to those who are suffering in hospitals. But at the time, in the storm, it didn't make any sense. But through the Lord's grace and through people taking care of me and through me surrendering and surrendering and surrendering and surrendering, he began to cut those little threads and to help me see how he wanted me to be free to serve those through my own brokenness. So what we're called to do again at every single day is to be people of routine. Be people of routine. And spend time, maybe this week, in prayer. And maybe spend time with this, with this reading from First Kings. And spend time and just let the Lord ask you in your heart where you're at. He says, ask of me anything, my child, my son, my daughter, and I'll give it to you. And maybe just be honest with what you need. If you don't want an understanding heart right now, that's okay. But I think the Lord's inviting you to go deeper, past the physical, past the emotional, but just to ask for that gift of an understanding heart. And as the Catechism says, the heart is a place of encounter. It's a place of encounter. And what better place to encounter Jesus than in the Mass when we are called to offer ourselves back to him? And all he asks of us is to come to him seeking an understanding heart, to be people of routine who surrender daily asking for an understanding heart, but also that we may serve others when we don't even deserve this, this mission. None of us deserve to be here, but yet he calls us out of our brokenness to serve others, knowing that all things work for the good of those who love God. And I believe you guys love God, but not everyone does. So we are called according to his purpose, and his purpose is his will. And when we pray the Our Father, we pray for his will be done, not our will be done. So it takes surrender. And the best place to start is always right now. And each day the Lord's going to encourage you, surrender again, surrender again. He's patient with us. 
and just to remember that we receive his body and blood, and he asks us to give his body and blood back to him. So we take a moment of silence to place maybe our own will on the altar to ask the Lord to give us that servant's heart to surrender and to start a routine by starting the day maybe with just something simple as making our beds and getting on our knees and asking the Lord to give us that understanding heart each day so his will may be done for the glory of his name and his kingdom. Amen.